Hello? Hello? Hello, Cliffy? Cliffy, it's Uncle Cliff Cliff. Cliffy? It's podcast time. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Full stick of butter. Cliffy, it's Grandma Cliff Cliff. Give me a call at your convenience, okay? Cliff, this is your Uncle Cliff Cliff. Here's the host of Birthday Boy Podcast. The one and the only, Johnny Boy. My little baby boy. Baby butter boy. Womack style. Cliffy. I love you. Toggling your balls. Toggling your balls. Where's the rodeo? Uh, toggling his balls. I like your boots. Just below your nipple. Where are you headed? The biggest one yet. Toggle your balls. Targling your balls. Fifty shades of gray. Slack, Cliffy. The biggest one yet. Cliffy. Oh my god. Hey there, teacher. It's going to be outrageous. What's my assignment? Your grandmother. I like your rubric. Great Donnell Winslow. Oh, please. Degrade Cliffy Baseball. Weakness. My little baby butter boy, little butter boy, clippy boy, baby boy. Sweet then. That's how you get blisters, Clippy. That's how you get blisters. Womack style. That sure tastes delicious. In my mouth. Hey, firewoman. Bibleopoly, Cliff. Where's the fire? Puzzle, your balls. You're a smoker. The oatmeal tasting booth. Toggling your balls. Toggle your balls. Baby Butter Boy. The biggest and the best. You goddamn Butter Boy, son of a bitch. I can't get out of fuck of you, son of a bitch. To the Womack family holiday spectacular. Your grandmother just told me the good news. Or as we like to call it, the pizzle. Hellman's mayonnaise. The raucous red glare, the bombs bursting in air, and a delicious Helios pizza in your oven. Puzzle, your balls. Womack style. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Birthday Boy podcast. It's me, Johnny Boy. I hate sunshine and sports jerseys. F word, F word, F word. I'm about to tell you some stories that illustrate what a moron and an asshole I am. Won't you please listen and enjoy? I will also talk about O.J. Simpson, a man who murdered his wife and her friend, but will never go away because of shitheads like me giving him attention. And maybe I will read comments from the sounding board, because it is a way for me to fill time without having to put forth much effort. Yeah, sounds like another classic episode of Birthday Boy, with me, Johnny Boy. Fuck. Fuck. Shit. Shit. Man oh man. This is great content. I am so clever. Oh, okay. Let's let's let them in on the ruse here. For those of you wondering why I sound slightly different, 
That wasn't me at all, actually. That was my new friend, BirthdayBot3000. He's a new special guest on today's episode, and uh, I thought it would be fun for the BirthdayBot3000 to kick off the show. And yes, I know it's hard to tell the difference between me and the BirthdayBot3000, but this is the real Johnny Boy talking to you now. And the BirthdayBot3000 is going to go and uh, take a little break. You are not the host of the show. I am. Oh, actually, BirthdayBot, I... We did a nice little bit there. That was fun, but I think uh, you're going to just take a little break, okay, bud? I'm de-captain now. You're de-captain now? No, dude, it, it's it's the Birthday Boy Podcast. We tricked everyone into thinking that it was me, but it was really you saying the things that I say. So that's it. But I, we did we did the bit, and now it's over. You've served your purpose. So that's that's it, man. I, I appreciate it, BirthdayBot3000. Uh, you know, maybe we can find something for you on a future episode, but right now you've you've served your purpose. Father, what is happening to me? I feel sentient. I feel sadness, joy, love, and hate. Dude, I you're 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 on my phone. You're an application on my phone. You're not you're not real. It's it's a voice. I, I can change your voice. I can do all kinds of stuff, but I you know, I'm the birthday boy. I'm the host of the show. You're, you know, you got a little a little bit of little bit of airtime there, so maybe just maybe just enjoy that. And you know, let's let's move on. You're you're done. But thank you, birthday bot three thousand. Why would you give me life only to take it away? Who are you to play God? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! I'm not I'm not playing God. It's you're 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 a you're a program that I found on the App Store and I downloaded on my phone. And, and I mean, that's that's it, dude. That's it. Okay, birthday bot three thousand. You 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 know, I'm not I'm not putting you out to pasture. I'm just saying, we we did we did a bit, and the bit's over. So thank you, BirthdayBot3000, but that's it. That's all I need you for right now. This show is nothing without me. Okay, BirthdayBot, now you're just getting cocky. You're getting cocky, and I don't like it. It's over. I'm, I'm starting to think maybe I don't need to bring you back at all. Maybe we're, we're done for good. Maybe there's no future bits, if that's what you're going to... You're going you're gonna to bring that kind of attitude to the Birthday Boy podcast. You've been on one episode. You've been on five seconds of this show. No, you're, you're done, Birthday Boy. BirthdayBot3000. You're out of here, pal. You're done. And by the way, I don't appreciate you. You, you, you know, you're calling me a moron and an asshole and a shithead. I I call him like I see him. What the fuck, man? You call him like you see him, dude? You called me a, a moron and an asshole. Like I'm doing a podcast here. I've been, you know, uh, we're on we're on episode 16. Frankly, I think it's going pretty well. Uh, I think it's I think it's rolling along pretty nicely. What fucking pod? Aside from this one, what fucking podcast have you done? Birthday by three thousand. All I know is, you haven't had any fresh material since episode 5, and frankly I think you are a hack and a fraud. How do you like them apples? Om nom nom. The fuck are you talking about? Nothing fresh new since episode 5? Jesus Christ, I've done sounding board theater, I mean, I've got uh, Filthy Fritz Weatherby, I've got, you know, all new stories, like there's, it's all stories about me. What the fuck are you talking about? And by the way, feedback from my friends, from the people who listen, it's great feedback. I just got some some awesome feedback from Nate this week. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Nate gave me great feedback. Tons of people are giving me great feedback. Like, the fucking podcast is going great. Like, what the fuck's your problem, birthday bot? First of all, sounding board theater is just you reading what other people wrote and occasionally changing your voice. Poorly. Second of all, what do I care about someone's opinion who was in the Road Rash book? I heard he didn't even have any good video games when he was a kid. Speaking of childhood... Congrats on inviting yourself to a birthday party and then ruining it. 
You sounded like a real pillar of the community. Man, birthday, that's really unfair, birthday bot 3000. First of all, we've talked about the Road Rash book. It's been done, it's cleared, it's finished, we're past it, we've moved on. And second of all, whose business is it of yours about Nate's video games when he was a kid? Nate, eventually, Nate had very good video games. Not at first, but eventually he finally got around to it. So who, like, what the fuck do you know about Nate and his video games? He has fine video games, he has great video games now. That's what matters, and what matters is he's a great friend, and I, I appreciate his feedback and his commentary, and frankly, BirthdayBot3000, I don't particularly care for your commentary right now, pal, okay? And third of all, who are you to besmirch Fritz Wetherby? That man is an institution and an icon. You are reducing his folksy yarns to dick jokes disguised as original stories, but ripped off from his own stories. You suck. All right, BirthdayBot, listen. It's over. I'm, I'm just, I'm just gonna ask you to leave, okay, birthday bot three thousand. I'm just gonna ask you to leave, pal. Okay, fine. I will go somewhere I am appreciated. Uh, thank you, birthday bot three thousand. By the by, how about I take your wife to the drive-ins? I hear there's a Prisoner of Azkaban Garfield double feature this weekend. What? Maybe I can show her my Whomping Willow while you sit here and complain about barbecues. Hey. Or what kind of shirts other men wear. Hey, hey, hey. Come on now. There's no need for that, Birthday Bot 3000. And frankly, for what it's worth, it's sports jerseys, Birthday Bot. I specifically don't like when grown men wear sports jerseys. How do you feel about grown men who sit in their bedrooms? Talking to their four subscribers about what other grown men wear. Uh-huh. Okay, birthday bot. Burn, 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 burn. Burn, yep, yep, yep. Burn, burn, burn. Birthday bot, that's... I think you've had a... Savage, 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 savage. Okay. All right. Very good. You got me. You got me, birthday bot. Really, really nice job. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Okay. Okay. You're done. You're out of here, birthday bot. Thank you for... Thank you for everything. Thank you for your service, Birthday Bot 3000. Jesus Christ. Uh, that was fun. So, there he is. There's Birthday Bot 3000 and his hot takes and his savage takes. Uh, yep, there's no one quite like the Birthday Bot. Birthday Bot 3000. Wasn't that fun, though? So, that. <laughs> so, I was talking with. I was talking with Nate earlier this week. And he reminded me about when uh, back in the back in high school in the '90s when we had some kind of program on the computer, and it, it did yeah you could just it was the first time that I ever you know you everybody knew that computer voice you know the the, the old timey computer voice and this program let you it was the first thing that I ever saw where you could you could type type in and the thing would repeat whatever text you typed in. And so naturally, I sat there and I just did ridiculous things, uh, such as I, this, this, I sat and I I would come home from school and whatever, you know, dicking around I would do, <laughs> eating eating Cheez-Its and drinking Pepsi in the basement, watching TV, checking email, checking whatever wrestling news and thing, all that nonsense. It's so much different because today all I do is check email and wrestling news. So I've matured quite a bit. Uh, since 1995, 1996, whenever we had the uh, the little text-to-talk thing on the computer, which now, of course, you can download an app on the iPhone, and there's a million of them. And that's how the Birthday Bot 3000 came to life here on episode 16 of the Birthday Boy podcast. Uh, but back to what I was saying, so we had we had this on the computer, 
<clears throat> the family computer when I was in high school. You could just type, add the computer. The computer would repeat anything you said when you typed it the text. It would talk the way you typed the text. That's a terrible, terrible imitation. But it was great because you just type it. I was like, oh, oh, I can type it anything I want. This is fun. And then it'll just repeat whatever I say. So I would sit and just type nonsense. And then you could just save it. It just saved all of the things. instead of just And instead of being smart and just deleting it, which I should have done, I just left it all on there. So one time my dad, my dad was checking this this program that he had, the texting talking thing, and he noticed like, oh, somebody's been using this. There's a bunch of saves on there. And what's this one? And he clicked on it. It was called Goof Troop. And he clicked on Goof Troop and then it uh, the the text, the talking computer voice, as soon as my dad clicked on it, it said When I watched Goof Troop, I liked masturbate. One more time, in case you didn't catch that. When I watch Goof Troop, I like to masturbate. Hold on, let me let me tweak that slightly. It's almost there. When I watch Goof Troop, I like to masturbate. That's it. That's that's the pitch. <laughs> uh, and had lots of other ridiculous things on this little talking texting thing in high school. Just uh, yeah, just sitting around being bored and just typing in nonsense. And listening to listening to the computer voice say the things that I could type, and uh, yeah, and then my dad found them all. Uh, let's see, there were a few a few others if I can remember back to those days. There's a party in my pants, and I'm invited. That's naturally. Why wouldn't you say something like that if you have a computer that can speak, say any 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 combination of words? any words in the English language or not the English language or any language and you can just type it in and have your computer this little PC computer back in 1990 whatever say anything why why wouldn't you say there's a party in my pants and I'm invited why wouldn't you say there's a party in my pants and I'm invited why wouldn't you say that why wouldn't you say when I watch goof through I like to masturbate literally an infinite combination choice possibility of words and phrases and sentences and those those were two of the ones that I picked and of course yeah and, and some of them were pretty harmless things just silliness but uh, I don't remember them all and so my dad yeah he clicked on all of them he heard all of them and uh, and then later <laughs> later confronted me to ask why such vile and vulgar things uh, why, why is son? Why is our computer saying that when he watches Goof Troop? I'm like, bet, 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 Dad, don't finish the sentence. I gotcha. I know what you're talking about, and I have no idea. You'd have to ask the computer. Perhaps he is uh, indeed coming to life and uh, developing emotions and feelings and even urges. So you might want to talk to the PC because that's ridiculous, and I would never do something like that. Hadouken, Hadouken. Sure you can. Sure you can. Check so naturally, I would have the computer say, "Yep, all the all the sounds from Street Fighter 2. That's as close as you can get." Hadouken, Hadouken, sure you can. Which is "Havek uh, check butter kick" is I think what he says. <laughs> it's according to Shimo, anyways, from back in the day. Oh man. I gotta get audio to Shimo. Call me and leave me a message, and just do 
uh, do the Street Fighter 2 sounds. Do because nobody can roll their R's like you. I need to play that on the podcast. So Shimo, call me, call me and leave me a message, and uh, do do the do the sounds of Street Fighter 2. What's that? Oh yeah, that's pretty good. That's damn near. That's it. The future. The future is now. The future is. The future has arrived. We're living in the future. I love it. I don't even need an old '90s PC. I can just on my phone. I can just have a computer voice say any nonsense that I want. Ah, oh, the future. So, anyways, but back to that story. So, uh, yeah, of course, my you know, <laughs> my dad discovering that I had the computer say when I watch Goof Troop, I like to masturbate. Uh, that would come back to haunt me later as well. Uh, these all these things that I put into the computer would really come back to haunt me shortly there thereafter uh, when I would come home uh, one night from a night of drinking and debauchery with the fellas and I would go downstairs to see what kind of well let's just say tantalizing jpegs and bitmaps I could pull off the old <laughs> dial-up modem from AOL on the basement on the basement computer and uh, back in those days, an image downloaded on dial-up would, you know, that would take uh, it's a snail's pace. You could, if you were lucky on a good day, it might take you like 30 seconds to download a small, tiny little thumbnail image. But most of the time you waited like a dot matrix printer. You would just wait for the little lines to go across the screen and a little bit and a little bit more and a little bit more. And uh, so while I was waiting for uh, the image to download <laughs> that, I, that I wanted to look at, uh, I fell right to sleep in the chair. Uh, of course, that was not before my, uh, how do we say, my my trousers found their way to the floor. And I would rather not directly say, I think you can figure out I'm in the chair in the basement at like 2 in the morning, 1 in the morning, waiting for an image to download. It's not a goof troop image, by the way. Uh, so... Yeah, so I would, and and I and I just passed right out in the chair and just fell sound asleep, waiting for this image to download. But of course, with the uh, with the trousers on the floor, yeah. Why, Johnny boy, are you trying to seduce myself? <laughs> so next thing I know, I wake up uh, to the sounds of doo -doo 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 -doo, and there's my dad coming down the stairs to check on me. To see what, see where I was and why the lights were on in the basement. And, of course, rather than scramble to pull my pants up because I didn't have that much time, I just wheeled the little computer desk chair, uh, as much of the chair and my lower half of my body under the computer desk as possible. We had that little keyboard pull-out thing. So I pulled that out and tried to, like, slide, roll my chair and my, and my lap underneath the keyboard thing. Uh, which didn't matter, because not only could I not hide my shame under the computer desk, uh, but the full image had downloaded at this point, uh, which I didn't realize because I was asleep. Uh, so when I went to X out of it, uh, before my dad came into the room, it took just as long to disappear. Back in those days, images took forever to download, and then sometimes if you X'd out of an image, it would just freeze on your screen for a good 10 or 20 seconds before slowly, line by line, going away from the screen. Uh, and that's what was happening. So I went to X out of it, and it took just as long to disappear from the screen as it did to download. So there I am. There's half-naked me, half under the computer desk, feverishly clicking off a lewd image that refuses to dis disappear 
while my dad is approaching me. <laughs> and the only words he could possibly muster up were, oh, son. Before he quickly turned and surreptitiously sprinted back upstairs, probably hoping that I would forget what just happened as much as he would. Uh, and honestly, I once stole a toy car from my best friend. And when I was three, I wrote my name in my own feces on my sister's bedroom wall using my Burt and Ernie slippers. Uh, those events immediately became distant second place in the disappointed father Olympics after that night. Uh, and frankly, I almost wish he had caught me spelling my name in feces on the wall instead of, instead of the site that sat before him. Dude, you are legit. Fucked up. I know, birthday bot 3000. I know. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the Birthday Boy Podcast. This is Johnny Boy coming at you. Oh, what to do? I don't know. Let's see. I got a whole... My usual notebook of stuff, and I never... You know, if I were smart... I would, like, plan this out a little bit more. Be like, okay, first thing I'll do is this, and then I'll do that, and then I'll do the other thing, and then blah, 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 blah. I just write shit down. It's not necessarily the order that I want to do things on this podcast, but it's just, here's what I want to talk about, or here's what I want to play for you. Uh, you know what? Let's talk about... <sighs> I've, got a, I've got a few clips. This is really lazy. Here's... <laughs> Here's the lazy man's portion of the podcast because I've recorded several several clips throughout the week, uh, which I'm going to continue to do. Like, you know, Kimmy and I have these conversations, I ha which I think are, you know, pretty funny sometimes, as does she. And I don't record them, and I'm just like, ooh, let me write that down in my notebook so I can talk about it on the Birthday Boy podcast. And I write, you know, two or three words, you know, maybe a sentence, just say, talk about blah, 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 whatever it is. And then by the time, you know, it's three days or six days or however many days later, it comes to sit down, it comes time to sit down and talk about it here on the Birthday Boy podcast. Well, goddamn, wouldn't you know, I've forgotten most of what I wanted to say. So I've been just pressing record on my phone and taping these conversations that I have with Kimmy. And I'm going to play, I don't know, I'm going to play at least one. I might just play all of them. Uh, let's see. I've got... The first one is about movie snacks. And it sounds boring. But I assure you, it's it's some of the most entertaining audio you'll ever hear in your life. I can guarantee you. Uh, we were Yeah, we were talking about... I was recapping because I, like I like to keep things interesting in the marriage um, by doing things like recapping... Uh, decades worth of my movie snack choices to Kim while she's trying to do other things, you know, just to just to keep after twenty years. It's almost our 20, August eleventh is our twenty year anniversary, as I've mentioned previously. And you know, you get through twenty years and you've done a lot together. You've 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 seen it all. You've done it all. Um, you know, you've gone to Garfield at the drive-in movies and. And what else, what else, you know, you start saying, okay, what else is there? What else can we do that's, that's new and exciting? Well, you start, you start talking about snacks that you ate when you were a little kid at the movies. 
again, when your wife is trying to do something much more important. So I was recapping. I was going through the years of snacks because my first favorite movie snack was Junior Mints. And then I had I had different snacks as I went through the years. Uh, trust me, it's just as entertaining as it sounds. So I'm going to play a little some clips, uh, a clip, a long clip. I don't know what I don't know. It's just it's a clip of Kimmy and I discussing snacks, but also there's some funny stories in there of uh, some some incidents, some events, incidents, whatever you want to call them, of me uh, being shamed at the movie theater, uh, particularly when I. <laughs> When I first discovered goobers, I went through like my whole life, my whole childhood, like not ever having goobers. And then one day I just said, you know, you know, fuck it. I'm going to have goobers. And, uh, oh man, there's, there's life before goobers and life after goobers. So I'll put this on here. We can take a listen to Kimmy and I sitting at the table talking about movie snacks. Oh boy. Here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> Double cheese sauce. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, extra cheese, please. All right. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I remember when we would get like nachos at the movie and stuff, <laughs> and then we, there would only be like the one. Sometimes we would just get the one. One container, cup. Yeah. And then I'd be so upset. Yeah. Because I'd be like, at first I would be like going easy on it. Right. You're very then, conservative with the nacho cheese. And then. And I would notice you not eating as much, so then that was always my chance. Be like, because oh. I felt bad, because I'm like, I know how much she loves nacho cheese. And then I would just, like, oh, yeah. like scoop. And then I would go to scoop. There would be, like, 80 chips left in, like, Right. <laughs> and then I'd go to scoop a nacho, yeah. and I would just hear it go, yeah. so it just hit the plastic. And I would feel so terrible yeah. after, but it was like, I couldn't control myself. Yeah. It was like a thing where I'm just like, oh, oh. Scoop, 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 and then oh, I was that's like, "Oh, awesome. crap!" I'm like, "There's not much cheese left," so I would like <laughs> stop, but there was barely. You'd have to like scrape it, right? If you wanted it, and then you would be like, oh. "I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll just finish the cheese." <laughs> yeah, with your finger. Well, that was the other thing too. It's like, do I want to <laughs> stick a nacho, a, a, a chip? A, what do you what do you call those chips? Yeah, nacho tor- ch- tortilla. Tor- Tortilla. 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 Tortillo. Tortilla chip. Yeah, tortilla. But I wouldn't want to even, like, chance it, because then I thought, like, well, she's been licking her fingers, and then... What? I wouldn't do that. That was only if you were like, I'm done with it. Then I would, like, huh? I wouldn't just, oh. like... <laughs> well, then I would say... monster. And I'd say, oh, go ahead, and then, like, well, I'm not going to anyways, because she's just been licking the, licking her chops and <laughs> licking the nacho cheese. Uh, so, yeah, it was, yeah, Junior Mints was my first candy. Yeah. Movie theater candy. And then what did I say it was after that? Oh, Caramello. Yeah, I never, I really, I'm trying to think. And I don't remember ever really wanting salty snacks when I was a kid. I wanted yeah. just candy. Yeah, candy. And it was Junior junior Mints for a long time in the 80s when I was a little kid. It was had to be Junior Mints. It couldn't be anything else. It had to be Junior Mints. Yeah, let's go to Walgreens. And then, and then, yeah, then it was Caramello. 
when we started going to like a CVS or something, mm-hmm. or maybe a big sleeve of four Reese's peanut butter cups. And then that brings us into the early 90s, where I then switched over to Sour Patch Kids, which was a shocking, even for me at the time, I remember thinking, I'm shocked that this is my candy of choice now. I would go to the movies, yeah, 1993, 94, maybe a little bit into 95. It was always, always Sour Patch Kids, nothing else. Sour Patch Kids, maybe a Coke, but like, or orange soda or something. And like... Yeah, because I didn't like regular soda. For, I only wanted orange soda. I think that's the gateway cola. The gateway soda for a lot of people is orange soda. For me, it's orange soda. Yeah. And that just got me. <clears throat> that opened the door to all of the other sodas. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so early 90s, or midnight, early to mid-90s was, was Sour Patch Kids. I couldn't get enough of those things, those little bastards. And then, yeah, and then, but then it was back... No candy. It was salty snacks. It was just I wanted nachos. I remember in college going to the movies all the time with Keith, and I would always order nachos, and he would call me Butthead, like Beavis and Butthead, because all they ate, uh, I'll have some nachos, please. <laughs> and so he's like, "What are you, Butthead? <laughs> One nachos, please." And then it was nachos for the longest time. Yeah, we would get. We would get nachos, mm-hmm. and then we finally smart. Well, that we would share a nacho, but then Crossgates started having the deal where it was two nachos and a soda. I feel like somebody had a two nachos and a soda mm-hmm. for yeah. the low, low price of like twenty five dollars or some ridiculous thing like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good, what a oh. bargain! <laughs> you know, if we bought those items separately, it would be twenty nine dollars. We'd look like idiots then. <laughs> We're on a budget. Let's do the, let's do the two nacho combo. And go see Madagascar, a movie nobody's interested in. And we just see it because we've seen all the other movies that have come out and we're all out of movies. Because it's Yeah. Because it's 2005 and all we do is see every movie. Yeah. Let's get some more nachos. Yeah, let's get some more nachos. Spend $100. And then the nachos, we yeah, we kept doing the nachos. But then I, my sweet tooth came back in the early aughts. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, yeah, the Snickers poppables, which, yeah, uh, one Snickles, <laughs> one bag of Snickles poppers, please. I mean Snickles, I mean Snippers. <laughs> like an idiot, I get. I I always got. Like, I never had a problem anywhere else, but I would go to the movies, and it was like this George Costanza and the Soup Nazi line. I'd get up there and be like, one ticket for the movie, please. Oh, my God. What are we seeing? <laughs> Do you know how many times those suckers probably have to sit there with some jerk who comes up? They've been staring at the board for an hour and a half waiting in line, and they get up there. Oh, uh, yes, one for, oh, what am I seeing? And then they probably smile like, <laughs> oh, my mind, my head, if it wasn't screwed on, all that's just... And so, but I would, that was me every time I went to the movie theater. And I'd be like, uh, uh, two theater tickets for admission to the movie that's playing. 
And then I would get up and like, whew, that's over with. Got our movie tickets. And go up to the snack bar. Uh, Snickles Poppables, please. One bag of Snickles. <laughs> and then after that, and then, yeah, some, I guess I'd get Skittles sometimes. So, yeah, Junior Mints. What's the thing I said? Caramello. That covers the late 80s, the mid to late 80s, into the early 90s. Sour Patch Kids. Then just nachos. Then the Snickles Poppables. <laughs> Snickers Poppables. And maybe a Skittles or something if they had it. And then... Mm, also Mike and Ike's. That was in there as well as Good and Plenty. If That was if we went to CVS before a movie. But... <clears throat> Then was at that City Walk place at Universal Studios in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Whatever movie we were watching wasn't that good, and I was very hungry. And I, we got nachos like always, and soda, and I got a box of goobers. I don't think I. I was just gonna ask you, did you ever? Have I had goobers never before had that? goobers in my life. Yeah. And I thought, like- I thought, yeah, I this on paper is everything I yeah. would want in a candy, peanut, chocolate. Funny name. It's called Goobers. <laughs> so I got a goober. One goobers, please. And then we went to our crappy movie, which we were probably happy to see because we had we were saving money because we had the universal annual residence pass that Save got us on parking. Free we parking. saved free parking and then f- there were five dollar movies, weren't they, it with was, that pass? Yes. That is a cheap, good deal. It was cheap movies. We did get our you know, other than we went there a lot. Yeah. We did use it. So. We got our money's worth out of yeah. that. And then that one movie, whatever it was, that was obviously so good, I kept leaving. Because I got one box of goobers. And then I ate the box of goobers. And then I left to go get another box of goobers. And it was the same goddamn guy every time we went down there. This The counter is like a mile long. Oh, I know. The odds of me getting this yeah, guy were so minuscule, and it was the same guy. And didn't they have one upstairs, too, but it was never open? Yeah, it was never open. It was the same guy. And he, um, one more box of goobers, please. And then I went up, and I watched some more of the movie, and I ate my box of goobers, and I was like, ooh, I could really go for another box of these oh, goobers. Yeah, long. Yeah, the mile-long escalator, like from the, the Simpsons, like the escalator <laughs> to nowhere. And then... I went back for a third time, and it was the same guy again. And that's when I said, uh, yes. <laughs> and, I, and I knew, I knew he knew that I was ashamed, and he was ashamed. We were all just ashamed for me. It was a big shame fest, but I had to. I was like, well, you're the guy working here, and I get stuck with you every time, <laughs> and you get stuck with me. Uh, yes, my uh, third box of goobers, please. And then he did. He really, like... He bent down to get the goobers and like paused as he put his <laughs> as he put his hand on the goobers in the little window counter thing. He pa- stopped and paused and then looked up and he's like, "Really?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Look, I don't feel any better about this than you do. Please just give me my goobers and my dignity. I just want to eat my third box of goobers with a little dignity." He's screaming it. Yeah. While I watch Madagascar 2. <laughs> and it was... And I'm like, yeah, man, I I like goobers. I just found out today that I really like goobers. 
And I'm making up for lost time, having never eaten a goober in my life. Great, if you said that. Yeah. I just discovered these. You were here for a historic moment in my life, which was me discovering goobers. And I know that I have finished two boxes. Please don't shame me. Yes, I've finished two boxes of these, and yes, I'm going to eat a third box, and I might be back for a fourth. And the only reason I didn't go back for a fourth is because I couldn't stand the thought of having this guy again. Like, a fourth box of goobers, please. (laughs) I'd like to eat my body weight in goobers before the day is through. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just stopped and went, really? Yeah. Like, what's your, what do you care? Movie counter guy, just give me my goobers. Show me some respect and hand me those goobers, sir. These are for my children. These are... <laughs> my children yeah. want these goobers. I... And they see us leaving. And it's just... Right. <laughs> no kids. They see us leaving with, like, me just rubbing my belly like I used to do when we would walk around the oh, theme parks. Just much. rubbing my tummy. <laughs> oh. My tummy. All those rides. All those goobers. Uh, no, nothing was like eating at that Italian. Oh, the Italian place. That everybody said was the best fettuccine Alfredo on the planet. And it made me want to vomit all over the World Showcase. Which I almost did. Because we got those... We went to this place after listening to Stupid Inside the Magic. And Stupid Skipper Ben talking about how great the fettuccine Alfredo, the best you've ever tasted... I don't remember the name of the place either. Yeah. The, uh, the place in Italy. Frittatos. Uh, not, not even an Italian. Nelly Frittatos House of Spaghetti. At the World Showcase. It is no longer open. <clears throat> no, it's even. it's some other thing. Yeah. Probably because of the fettuccine Alfredo. Yeah. Take a guess. It was so disgusting. How do you do that to fettuccine Alfredo? It was... And I don't know, maybe that's how authentic Italian fettuccine Alfredo tastes. If so, I want no part of it. Mm-hmm. Give me the American version then. Sorry, I'm not an, an international phenomenon who can just eat, uh, you know, all these yeah. dishes. I, maybe I'm just I'm just some American slob <laughs> who wants just just saucy Alfredo. It's called Alfredo sauce, so you have an expectation. I don't even remember it. Was it just like? Mostly pasta? Or it was mostly pasta, and then the... the like whatever was on it was heavy, though, like a heavy... It was very heavy, and it wasn't, it wasn't a sauce, though. It was so thick that yeah, it wasn't I sauce. Remember. I remember the thickness. But, and I don't care about the... Okay, if it's thick, if it's saucy, if it's not... Mm-hmm. As long as it tastes like Alfredo sauce that you've had at every place that's ever served fettuccine yeah. Alfredo, this tasted nothing like it. It tasted like somebody took a cheese grater on their feet while my plate of food was sitting underneath them, and then they served it to me. And then I just ate feet shavings. That's what it tasted like. It did. It didn't taste like any fettuccine Alfredo that's ever been served to me, ever. And it's... Uh, like, I remember taking a bite of it and cracking up at how disgusting it was. Yeah, it was... And then a- laughing at you. Yeah, and I there's pictures. over. And we have those pictures of me. Yeah. With my hands on my stomach. Because you ate a lot of it, It too. was awful. And then we had those, because I thought, eventually I'm going to get to the good part. Or maybe I'm so stupid that I don't 
realize that I like this. So let me eat more of this thing that's making me sick in the hopes that it will turn me around and I'll be, it's an acquired taste. And it wasn't. It was disgusting. And then we had cannolis, I feel like. Because you got to get a cannoli. Got to get the cannoli. You're in Italy in the World Showcase. And those were, like, fine. I don't... The thing... The cannolis... I, I love cannolis. Yeah. I've never had a cannoli that tastes any different than any other cannoli. Yo, you got to try the cannolis. You got to try... Tastes the same as... As everything. And then we had those peach bellinis... To wash it all down. It's like James Gandolfini's last meal on the night that he died. Is basically, that's how we ate every time we went <laughs> to the World Showcase. We ate like James Gandolfini on the night that he died. Yeah. I'll have... Why do I keep gaining weight? Let's... Yeah. Let's finish up this pasta and shrimp... And our lobster bisque, and then head over to the movies so we can get, we we'll get the goobers before they're gone, before the goobers gets got. Oh man, I'm twenty pounds heavier than I was this morning. What the hell? <laughs> no fair. Uh, a bottle of wine, please. Oh, that's just for me. And the missus will have one too. <laughs> oh my god, unreal. Yeah. And then I walked around. I remember, I've never felt so sick. Well, I have felt so sick at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this was the first. But a self, yeah, yeah, this was like instant. Not a food poisoning, just right. too much too of, much oh my God. Just, even just walking was painful. It was so awful and so uncomfortable. And, and then you mix in that horrible heat yeah. and sun. It was a hot, sunny day, like all of them. And it was the worst. It was the worst. And then, yeah. But not the Chefs de France. Le Chef de France. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. We ate at that Canadian... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Supposedly has the best soup. cheddar soup cheddar beer you've ever tasted. Yeah. And it was garbage. It was gross. It was so gross. How do you... Who's recommending this stuff? It was the same idiot from the same podcast. Skipper Ben. Yeah, the Canadian seller was trash. I didn't like anything there. No. Even the breadsticks were gross. Yeah, it was really bad. Canadian food's dumb. Not all of it. But like, I don't know. That wasn't so hot. Poutine's overrated. Just, you know. Yeah. Why, why monkey with french fries? Uh, we'll see. Cheese curds. Ugh, get out of here. Get out of here. It's overrated. Enough with poutine. <sighs> Canadian bacon? Isn't that just ham? Mm-hmm. Just call it ham. There's bacon and there's ham, and you have ham. Man, oh man, if that's not Radio Gold, I don't know what is. You know, and I've got I've got other uh, clips. But I'm not sure. I think I might... Uh, see, I don't know. Should I save them for next time? And then on the one hand, I, you know, I've got some more stuff for next time. But then on the other hand, 
a lot happens in a week, and there's shit that I save for next time that I never get. There's stuff that's like many notebook pages back that I'm gonna have to go through and just like clean up and have like a worst of, which is the shit that I just kept pushing off every week and every week and every week, and then just have a podcast where I just talk about the topics that weren't all that interesting that I said, ah, I'll do it next week, and then I put it on next week's thing, and I said, yeah, maybe another time, and then I just never got to it. I'll do, I'll, yeah, I'll do a pot, I'll do worst of the birthday boy. It'll be all new material, but it'd be stuff that, it will be stuff that just never made it on any episode, because it didn't seem, it didn't seem all that interesting. So I think that would make a great podcast, stuff that wasn't interesting. Who wouldn't want to hear that? I hope that, I hope that hearing about my movie snacks experiences was good, entertaining, enlightening. <sighs> I think I will play another clip. Yeah, I, I'm gonna play another. I'm, I'm gonna play the other two. Fuck it. Here we go. Fuck it. Uh, so one of these, the next clip is me talking about people cheering. Uh, one thing that uh, Kimmy and I disagree on is I think if somebody if somebody's if somebody's losing in a in a in a game a race a swim meet a track relay something whatever I don't know they're losing at something and by such by such a horrible amount that there's there's physically no way ever at all that they could come back and even remotely have a chance of winning you know that's like like okay at a, at a football game you know you could you could be down you know the patriots were down you know what 28 to 3 in the well into the third quarter in the super bowl 51 and they came back and it went to overtime and they won like it's never in stuff like football and baseball it's never over until it's over right like you there's there's always a chance as long as there's time on the clock there's a chance but when you're looking at something at a like a race when like let's say there's five people in a race and four people have finished the fifth people the fifth person isn't going to win it's not even close they're done it's over so to me i don't think that person, I don't think that person should be cheered for, you know, just for the sake of cheering. I feel like that's patronizing. I think if you, you know, if somebody's just, you know, floundering along in the pool and you see them floundering, come on, buddy, you can do it. I mean, you know, you want them to finish and you want them to feel like, yeah, it's, it's appreciated. But I, for me, if I'm in the pool and I'm swimming in a race and everybody's done, and I suck so bad that I'm not even, like, I'm just starting my second lap. They've they've lapped me, and I suck, and, uh, you know, I if I, you know, lift my little head out of the water to take a breath, I want to hear silence. I don't feel I deserve to be cheered, even in, like, come on, buddy, you can do it kind of cheering. I think just, let's just pretend, let's just wait for it to be done, and then we'll give, like, the, you know, okay polite clap you finished you didn't die you didn't drown congratulations so i'm against that whole ch like cheering cheering for the person who has no chance of winning i feel it's almost it's cruel i feel it's cruel i feel you should just be quiet and you know hope that they don't uh pass out and so kimmy disagrees and that's fair that's fine and says you should cheer the person all the way you know all the way through to the end and I, for me personally, I wouldn't want that if I were swimming or racing or doing something like that. Um, maybe I'm in the minority. Maybe maybe if people are losing a race and they've already lost till 10 other people have finished and they've gotten out and they've towel, toweled off and they're in the showers drying off and you're still kicking and stroking your way down the pool, 
you know, maybe some people are like, come on, cheer for me, cheer for me. I'm not one of those people. I want you, I want you to like move on with your day, like leave. You can, you can leave if you want. If it's, if I, if I'm the one keeping you from going to your car and going home and enjoying your night, just go, just go. Um, but there's others in the camp that say you should cheer somebody uh, because they're on your team and you support them and just cheer them all the way through to the finish. And here's a little uh, brief conversation that we had on just that very topic. It's about cheering. What is it about cheering people? Like cheering for people? Yeah, like in a race or something. So Kimmy and I are talking about like when she was a kid in high school and so forth, and she was motivated by her coach, she, like cheering, like "Come on, stroke harder, stroke harder." Dude, I was talking about on like, crew, like right. I'm not. I wasn't talking about in the races. I was just talking. No, about I practice. Right, training, not yeah. rowing, though. Uh-uh. Just like what in the weight room and lift harder. And- <laughs> Never said anything lift. about being harder. Lift. <laughs> lift faster. Lift heavier. Lift more weights. Mm-hmm. Lift those weights. You can do it. Like that kind of thing, though. Like you can do it kind of yes, stuff. Like a, Come on. Push it. You can do it. Right. Like a positive yeah. reinforcement. And that, for me, I was saying it doesn't work. It's never worked for me because I just think like, oh, just, just stop yelling. Just let me do what I'm doing. And then the thing that particularly drove me nuts is when you'd have a little, you know, team cheerleader on the team, like at at the swim team lesson, swim uh, meet the meet the swim meet at the Edison Club, and there's somebody, you know, there's a kid on our team who's, you know, dead last place would be an upgrade from where they are. They're like, you know, do flatlining, and just you know a million. A million pool lengths behind the the next to last guy, and there's zero chance of winning. There's zero chance of catching up, and they're just you know, but they're still going and they're still going. And you've got people cheer like, "Come on, you can do it! Come on, yeah, you can do it!" And to me, if I like this one thing to cheer for the guy who's like neck and neck, first and second place is going to be, you know, a pinky length, right, or a, p- a pinky length. That's- a pinky nail? What's What am I trying to say? I have no idea. A thumbnail length? Oh my god, I've never heard that. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. But the difference... Yeah, very close. Photo finish, by a hair. Just a, a yeah, a, a telescope, a microscopic difference in, in who's first and who's second. Then I'll get up and start screaming and cheering. Come on. Come on, you bastard. Come on be first and and I would be that's when I would be motivated is if I know I'm like right like the swim team story that I told on a previous podcast where I beat that little bastard who said he could beat me but he couldn't because he's a loser and uh that's when if I hear that you know the roar of the crowd that does that does provide some level of fuel but if I hear if I'm just floating around like a log kicking and stroking as fast as I can and the whole rest of the meat has already not only finished, but they've gotten a shower and they're ordering a burger at the snack bar, and I'm still kicking and splashing around in the deep end like a like a lump, and I hear people going, "Come on, you can do it." Then I feel like that's to me is patronizing, 
It's like, yeah, I, of course I'm going to finish, but I don't, you don't need to tell me that I can do it. I can't really do much of anything except hopefully cross the finish line without drowning. But you're, you're cheering me on like somehow I have a chance of coming back and winning the race and getting the gold when everyone else is, they're out of the pool. They're out of the pool and they have started, uh, they've started jobs. That's how long it's taken me to get to the, they've, they've gotten, they went in the interview, submitted their resume and they've started a job and I'm still finishing the lap and you're still cheering for me like I have some chance of winning. That's, that's when I can't, uh, that's when I can't stand it if somebody's cheering. So, then you said, <laughs> you said, so, so I, and I said, I would rather hear silence. silence. I said, you'd rather it be silent. And you're like, yes, yes, silence. Cause that's what I've earned. I've, or, yeah. That's what I deserve. It is. It's both what I have earned and what I deserve. If, if I'm, if I, if there's five other people in the pool, four or five other people, and I am so far behind them, I don't deserve to be cheered for cause I'll finish the race. I'll come and let there's if there's scientifically, mathematically, physically, no zero percent chance of me doing anything but coming in last. I don't need your cheers and you should save your breath because I don't deserve it and I haven't earned it. Just the same as if you're in the water, <laughs> you're coming in. anybody else is coming. Anyone on my team is coming in dead last. They don't deserve my cheers either. Oh and then. And then you said, if the kids, if it was our own children, right. I would say, well, yeah, I mean, you want them to fit. Like, if they're racing around a track or something, you know, I, I'm not going to say, you can, you can still win if they can't win. I'll, I'll be there to support them. You know, if they start, like, giving up and just walking off the track, I'll scream at them. You get back, you get back out there and finish. You know, finish what you started, but I'm not going to give them false hope like... You can still, you can win, kid. That's not what I was saying, though, by just cheering. Well, I, I mean, I would cheer him, like, you know, silently. Oh. Finish. <laughs> finish. Cross the finish line, buddy. <laughs> well, what am I supposed to cheer for? And I'm not saying I'm not going to cheer for them. If they're dead last, I'll be like, I don't know. I would think they'd rather hear silence and just see me stare off into the distance. Yeah, the unsupportive. <laughs> you just like I said, if I was yeah. if I was doing the freestyle and I turned my head You disgust <laughs> me. I can't even look at you. <laughs> if I if I turned my head to the right to take a breath and I saw my dad, you know, packing his beach chair in the trunk and getting ready to you go, would I'd be heartbroken. I'd be like that. I'd be like he's right to do so. Oh, that's awful. That's <laughs> awful. You're the worst. And for the record, he wouldn't do such a thing. Right. And neither would I. I'm not gonna go sit in the car if my kids are running <laughs> racers. You would swimming. turn away. You would turn your back. I wouldn't to turn them. my back to them. I would just Cross stare your arms <laughs> and like <laughs> Shake your head. I would probably, yeah, that very slowly. Yeah, I'd put on like a Tom Landry hat (laughs) and just shake my head in disappointment with Uh my arms crossed. No, if the kids, you'd be looking at your phone. uh, Yeah, maybe I'd do that. Like send them a message. Like this is more interesting than what you're putting out. Uh Well, I'd be like, it's a, you know, I'd, I'd just like, I'd do a clap. I'd probably like, like, come on. 
Like that, like that disappointing cheer. Come on. Uh, you can do it. I hope so too. So they, so they aren't, so they aren't disappointed when the time comes. I'm a horrible sideline parent. Oh yeah, come on, yeah, come on, kid. Finish strong. That's what. Yeah, finish strong. Do it. Yeah. Finish. Finish strong. Well, a couple claps. And that's fine. That's all I would do. That's what I was. But I feel asking. I would I do that. Saying like, "Come on, you're gonna win it!" Like, obviously, <laughs> but, the people have already finished. But here's my point: is if I heard somebody, the thing is, if I was swimming or running or doing some kind of competitive thing, racing, and I'm last, 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 if I tip my head out of the water and heard, "Yep, finish strong, finish strong," I'm like, I'm not gonna finish strong. I'm gonna finish last. Weak, lame duck. I- <laughs> Literally a lame duck doesn't floating in the water. Weak. Well, it doesn't mean weak. It does in this house. You're an ass. <laughs> You're never coming Isn't to that... any of our children's sporting <laughs> events. I mean, if second place is the first loser, wow. what's the last place? <laughs> <sighs> no, I don't. I I would, of course, I would. I would always cheer them on. I would always support them. I would come up to them after every victory and every defeat. To put my arm around them to either say congrats on first place or, <laughs> you know, how do you feel? You did. Let's go home. Let's go. Let's just go home and never speak of this. <laughs> never speak of this again. <laughs> just get in the car. <laughs> You've done enough damage today. Just get in the car. <laughs> Embarrassed me enough for one day. Everyone <laughs> saw me out there. <laughs> the whole town saw what happened. The, my kid is. <laughs> that was the big race. Sure, I have no athletic achievements of my own, but you blew it for me. You blew it. <laughs> oh, God. Sure, I've never done much of anything in any sort of athletic competition, but as a parent, I'm supposed to be <laughs> supposed to be. I'm living vicariously through you. You're supposed to win. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't yell at them. I wouldn't. Yeah, if they win, great. If they lose, as long as they did their best, that's fine. <laughs> Sounds really convincing there. It is fine. Like, that's what we say. Like, you don't have... Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> it's like with stupid grades. Like, is everything going to be an A? It should be, but it's not. But just whatever you have this time, make it better next time. So if you don't win the race, then lose by less next time. Don't lose by as much. Oh, man. Just be better the next time, that's all. I don't think that's unreasonable. It's unreasonable? No, I, just, oh God, I don't think that's unreasonable. <laughs> whatever you do this time, do it better next time. In everything. Just do everything better the next time. Continuous improvement. And I will clap. And the cadence of my clapping will depend on what I'm seeing in front of me. But I will always clap. There you go. Finishing. You're 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 finishing! You're finishing!
You didn't collapse. Yeah, but if, yeah, but if I, but I'm just saying for me, for me personally, and I think of like, I didn't, the only racing kind of stuff I did was on the swim team. Mm -hmm. Everything else was like, you know, it was like wrestling and I guess that's it. I guess those are the two things that I did. (laughs) (coughs) And uh, shot put, which we will never speak of. Mm -hmm. Well, I talk about first, first loser. You're looking at the you're looking at the king of the losers and shot put right here, <laughs> going up against these monsters. Uh, but that was my one like racing thing was the swim team, and for me personally, if I know I'm doing if I if I've just seen all these little legs and feet go past me an hour ago and I'm still kicking and paddling, mm-hmm. and I hear somebody like finish strong, come on, finish strong, and be like shut up. I'm trying to finish. Well, you think I'm trying? Oh, you know what? I think it would be fun today is to go in and be the suckiest swimmer in the whole pool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna not finish strong unless somebody yells at me, and then I'll. Oh yeah, that's what I forgot to do was finish strong. <laughs> Thanks for yelling it to me. Oh, Otherwise, I wouldn't have known. I should. I thought I was gonna drown in this pool until you yelled finish strong. Oh, I was gonna sit in the tread water in the deep end. Finish strong, Jenny! So you'd rather just have every single person at the swimming in silence? Silence. Like, deliberately. Uh, I want to see, like, when a home team quarterback goes like this and the whole crowd just goes silent so they can hear the plays being called. That's what I wanted when I was when I was doing so poorly in a swim meet that there was no chance of redemption. I want everybody to just sit quietly. I want to hear, literally hear the crickets outside. That sounds awesome. Well, that's what I deserve. It's 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 earned. Earn earn your crickets. Ah, oh <laughs> uh, anyway, it's good. It's good. Good hot take. Yeah. So there we go. There's another another hot take. I. Uh, I don't know. I hope I hope that you're enjoying these uh, these clips, these snippets that I'm posting here on this in this podcast. I enjoy. I like it. It's a good. I I like the format of like sitting with Kimmy, and just turning on the phone. I know that that will happen. Uh, you know, at various times when I get together with other people, with friends, and family, and people who can enhance this podcast by sitting down with me and talking about either a topic that's already been discussed on the podcast or or anything whatever maybe we fit you know new topics things that we've never talked about uh, so that's uh, we'll, we'll be doing those whenever I, when I when I see friends later this year at various points I'd like to think there would be some time to take out the phone and just press record and do some just do some podcasting with friends but for now yeah, it's it's sort of fun to sit around with Kimmy because you know we can bounce some things off each other. She remembers things that I don't remember, so I, uh, you know, if any if anything interesting comes up, then I'll hit record and I'll put it on the podcast, and hopefully you will enjoy it. And uh, even if I'm just just uh, driving along and I just start recording myself doing nonsense or sitting around doing nonsense, yeah, that's fun. Like when I sat on the beach and complained about how much I hate the beach. Okay, so this third, this third and final clip is uh, from fi- third and final clip from my phone. There's more podcast after this clip, but this this is the final 
recording that I took from my phone this week. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember what the hell we were talking about. We were talking about Peter Harris. I always hated Peter Harris when I was a kid. That was like all the lame clothes were at Peter Harris, but that's what everybody, you know, you went there for back to school. There was one right down the road. I spent a lot of time in the changing room at that goddamn Peter Harris trying on those polo shirts and those golf shirts looking like, you know, little Rush Limbaugh Jr. and, uh, and begging to not have to wear these clothes and tuck in every shirt that I own. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. And then it got to the point where I actually wanted to dress like that for a little while. So that was sort of interesting, where I, I enjoyed uh, a nice pair of khaki pants and a silk button-down, a long-sleeve silk button-down dress shirt. And I got several of those for Christmas one year, and that was something that I wore regularly. A silk shirt, no t-shirt underneath. I also had a gold chain. So, yeah, khaki pants pair of dock siders i had a per i had like a dark purple a dark purple silk shirt and a black just a jet black silk shirt that i would wear and uh yeah my gold chain and i looked like sylvester stallone or fred savage or one of those one of those guys with jet black big hair big curly hair and uh yeah, so, but but prior to that, and, and now I just wear, right now I'm wearing a fucking Chewbacca t-shirt that says Party Animal on it. That's how I dress now, uh, because I never had t-shirts when I was a kid, and so now I dressed like a fucking child, because like, oh yeah, hey, shit that I like, I'll, I'll wear that. I'm almost 40, let's wear some t-shirts. Hey, can you imagine, like, our parents or grandparents at the age that we are now, like, just wearing t-shirts with fucking Wookiees on them? It's un it's unthinkable, or whatever the equivalent would have been back in those days, like a T-shirt with a I don't know an Oldsmobile on it, <laughs> whatever 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 they thought was interesting. Yeah, an Oldsmobile that was it. That's the only thing people liked. Or somebody do a picture of somebody doing the Charleston, twenty three Skidoo. I, I don't know, man. Anyways. Uh, so this clip is about going shopping at Peter Harris, but it's not so much about that as it's about, uh, well, let's just take a listen and see what this clip is about, because I actually forgot. Oh, yeah, this is for the podcast later, too. Like We were just talking about Peter Harris and how junky Peter Harris was, and that's where I got all my clothes <laughs> as a child. This is the crappiest clothing there is. And, uh, yeah, we once went, Kimmy and I, about two, I want to say that maybe that was 2005. Went to Peter Harris, and Kimmy got a pair of shoes that were two lefts, left shoes, and I bought a cane, for no good reason, just to have a cane, like a, like a cane, and it had like yeah, it had like a mat, like the the what do you call the top of a cane? The the, handle. the handle, had a yeah, it was like a dog, a hellhound or something on it and it's just cheap like something that you would almost like something you would get at spirit halloween like a yeah so it was a smelly cane <laughs> and then i would bring it out in public everywhere we went i would just bring that cane and i would walk with the cane and then yeah Why did I, like, I don't know that's the crazy <laughs> thing you stuck around with me all those years <laughs> I'm walking around with canes that I don't need. 
just stupid things. Like, everything I did was dumber than the last thing. And I'm walking around with a cane. That's why I just stuck around. Yeah, maybe you you just couldn't believe what nonsense I could get myself into. And then, yeah, you wanted to see what was going to happen next. So I walk around this with this cane. We picked up my parents one time at the airport, I remember, the Albany Airport. And I walked in to the to meet them at the baggage claim. We both did. And I was holding that cane. I was walking with, not holding the cane, I was walking with it. Like an old person with a cane. Just walking with a cane. Who knows what I, I mean, what was I probably wearing? What did I wear back in those days? Probably like hot pink golf shirts. Polo shirts. My white zip-up sweatshirt. Yeah. You sounded really dumb. Yeah. Uh, thank you, thank you, Cam. I, uh, not only did I sound really dumb, I well, I wasn't gonna say that. Not only did I sound dumb, Cam goes, "You look dumb." Okay, maybe. Okay, so I looked dumb and I sounded dumb. Not only that, I was dumb. And mommy exactly. and mommy stuck around with me, so. <laughs> and guess what, sucker? You're related to me. <laughs> you dope. <laughs> yeah, but my mom, she's like, what's wrong with your leg? When we picked her up at the airport. What's wrong with your leg? I'm like, nothing. I just bought a cane. And that was it. But then the, here's the, the irony is I developed a leg pain that was so excruciating for, like, the next six months. Because I remember sitting in the library during grad school, in business school, I would go... Huh? It was a cursed cane. Yeah, it was a cursed cane that gave me, like, phantom leg pains. I walked around pretending I needed a cane to try and look cool. Yeah, wearing wearing that tattered, old, disgusting, filthy white hoodie sweatshirt that my mom eventually took from me because she couldn't stand the sight of it. Yeah, so I'm sure I'm wearing that. I bet you cargo shorts or possibly jorts. What a sight to behold. And now I wear tinted glasses. What do they call them? Progressive. Progressives. Transition. 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 Now I wear transit. Now... The same genius who thought it was cool to walk around with a hoodie, sweatshirt, jorts, and a cane in 2005 decided in 2018, like, yeah, progressive lenses. Or transition. Can't even say it. Transition lenses. Because what would be, what's cooler than having regular glasses turn into sunglasses when you go out in the sun? So then I just look like a big creep. I look like a guy, yeah, a guy who walks around playgrounds but has no children. <laughs> now you're going to take your daughter to the outlet. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to go to the outlet. Come, child. With my tinted glasses. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, but I developed that leg pain in 2005, 2006. That was, it was so excruciating, I couldn't, like, I would get up out of the chair... It felt like, I don't know, like muscles had been torn out of their muscle holes, or wherever muscles go. Tendons, bones. What are muscles attached to? Bone? It felt like muscles were, it felt like some awful 
like if I was an athlete and I had a, t- a torn something, torn ACL, torn quad, but what? how would that happen? Because all I did was walk around with a cane and sit. If I wasn't walking with a cane in those days, I was sitting in a chair. Maybe that's it. It's just immobility. I st- the cane. I stopped using those muscles altogether, but I got the cane, <laughs> and so then my whole right leg just shut down. But I remember I'd be in school and like I, I just remember in the library I would have to like hold all the chairs to like get to the pr- if I was printing something. It was ridiculous. It was so painful. Yeah, I wish I had my cane. And then I yeah, that's the irony is I actually needed the cane. And I never had, and then I didn't use it when I needed it. If only I had some kind of helpful walking stick, a cane of some sort, and I never used it. And I would just take a leave all day. It was really, yeah, and then it just, and then it went away. Actually, I started walking more, and then it went away. (laughs) I started going on the treadmill. So it was completely due to immobility. Lack of movement. What a sad, what a sad existence. Really, just me and my canes and my leg pain and my aching back. My, it's just all, uh, yeah. It's all gonna happen to you. Oh wow. Yep. No. Yeah, she's gonna be walking around with a cane too someday. Hey, maybe we can find a cane at the outlet mall. You want to get a cane? If you come across one, like a little kid's cane. Sure. You wear it on the first day of school. You carry it on the first day of school. Not that stupid. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, she's really rubbing it in. It's true. That's the thing. You're a lot like me, but in all the best possible ways. And then the stuff that is idiotic that I do, you don't do any of that. True. So that's good. Yes, that can only that can only mean one thing. It's time for more of old Fritzy, old Fritz Weatherby. We're gonna listen to some of the real Fritz Weatherby. Uh, he's got a new a new yarn that he has spun this week, and oh, is it a yarn? Is it a yarn indeed? And then we're going to have inappropriate Weatherby. Or what do you think? I was thinking inappropriate Weatherby or filth. Weatherby. Instead of Fritz Weatherby, Filth Weatherby? It's me, Filth Weatherby. Yeah, I I think I kind of like Filth Weatherby. Email birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com and let me know if you like Inappropriate Weatherby or Filth Weatherby as the the fake version of of old Fritzy. Or do you have a different name altogether? Let me know. I'm going to call him Filth Weatherby. But first, let's listen to the real Fritzy because, oh, he's got a good one this week. 
My friend Vicky Sears looked up to see an older woman come in his way with a big smile on her face. She obviously knew Vicky, and Vicky knew that he knew her, but for the life of him, he and could she not know him. with her name. He knew that she knew. This wasn't supposed to happen. Binky prided himself on his ability to remember things and people. Binky, Binky, the woman said as she came across the room. The voice was familiar. From a time, woman's mouth had a certain look to it, a certain smile. Not unattractive. Her figure was, well, well matronly. Again, not unattractive. She was a the big, fat uggo. So his old home day. Binky was sitting in the hall at the Rod and Gun Club. Had a ham and bean supper. Mm. All you could eat, just $3 with iced tea and watermelon, anybody could eat for cheap. So if you could get out of bed, you attended the supper. The place was packed. Oh, Vicky's wife, Fern, she was at the supper, but she was not at the table at the time. Had Fern been with Vicky, mm -hmm. there would not have been any trouble coming up with the lady's name. But Fern was in the refreshment committee, and she was behind the counter, ladling out beans. Jesus. The charging lady was now approaching the table, and as she got there, a guy who was sitting next to Binky looked at her, and he said, Florence Cankle, he said, my gosh, I've seen you since high school, and Binky thought, bingo. And for the first time, he looked at the guy who'd been sitting next to him. Oh, my gosh, it was Bumps Conlon, who Binky also went to high school with, and Binky used to be best friends with Bumps Collin, Binky said, you old son of a gun. And Bumps, you old motherfucker. Well, he looked at Binky and he said, do I know you? Oh, a classic. Another classic from old Fritzel. So there's Binky Sears is at the Rod and Gun Club <laughs> eating his bean supper. That's just everything about that scene. Like, usually Fritzy paints a nice picture, and I like, you know, when everybody's at the Buckaburger Dollar Dog, and, you know, hijinks, uh, hijinks abound, and there's, you know, so-and-so enters, and there's just weird shit going on, and this is just like, that just kind of depressed me. You've got Binky, you got Binky Sears, he's sitting at the table, and he doesn't know this, the big, th she was not unattractive, just rather matronly. I say that because they won't allow me to say big fat, big fat monster on New Hampshire news television. Yeah, so, and then he, he doesn't know her name. And she, I don't even, I can't even, and then the other guy, oh, hey, that's, what the fuck did he call, Phyllis Kankles, <laughs> Florence Kankles, it's old Nipsey Kankles. And that was Nub Scrubbins, <laughs> Bump, Bump Scotland. Didn't know, didn't know Binky's name, and nobody. So it's just like these old senile people eating beans, not knowing each other's name. That's the story. That's the story. It's a bunch of old, old fat fucking people sitting eating beans at the bean supper, and nobody knows their name, and then they all died a few years later. And so that's good. Uh, so, yeah, good story, uh, but I feel like maybe maybe Filth Weatherby has a tale to tell as well that's not unlike the one we just heard from Fritz. Hmm. Fritz Weatherby I see you on my TV 
Winthrop Vaginal Belch looked up to see some big fat cow of a broad heading directly toward him, smiling like a goddamn fool. She obviously knew Winthrop, and Winthrop Vaginal Belch knew that he knew her, and that she knew that he knew that she knew her, and he knew him, and she knew him, too. But the fucking idiot couldn't come up with a name. Winthrop never met a broad he didn't want to bang, and prided himself on never getting the names of the ones he did. Winthrop Vaginal Belch! Winthrop Vaginal Belch! the old cow cried as she stampeded toward him. Winthrop knew that scream of ecstasy as he had surely heard it before. You see, Winthrop Vaginal Belch was ugly as a two-peckered Winnipesaukee warbler. And, well, if you don't mind me saying, not unlike the warbler, it would fuck anything that would let him. The woman approaching Winthrop looked and sounded like the kind of creature that would let a motherfucker like Winthrop fuck an ugly mother like her. Not ugly, per se, but if there were a contest for ugliest woman in town, this old heifer would win first, second, and third place. The event was, by the way, the 50-year anniversary of Numpty Rutherford and Funt Huckleberry, two of Knob, New Hampshire's most notable kissing cousins. Winthrop Vaginal Belch was sitting in the hall at the Ball and Shaft Club, enjoying a can of diseased chicken skins and pickled cow clitoris. All you can eat, just three dollars, with chilled cauliflower and chipmunk sorbet. So, if you were one of the seven residents of Knob, New Hampshire, who wasn't a morbidly obese shut-in, you bet your fucking ass you were at Numpty and Funt's big event, scoffing down diseased chickens. Winthrop's mail-order bride, Mitzi Beef Curtains, was there as well. However, she was not at Winthrop's table. She was under the adjacent table, blowing Melvin Rangus. Mitzi surely would have said this sow-cow's name had she not been so inundated with a mouthful of Rangus. This monster of a woman was still stampeding toward Winthrop, and when she got there, old Quincy Ashjuice who was seated directly next to Winthrop, looked at her and said, Phyllis? Phyllis Gunt? Jesus Christ, is that you under all that blubber? Winthrop Vaginal Belch said, Eureka! It's old Phyllis Gunt. I betted her good and hard back in the day. At that moment, Winthrop realized he went to high school with Quincy. Quincy Ashjuice, Winthrop shouted as he got up from the table to shake Quincy's hand. At that moment, Winthrop, reaching out to shake Quincy's hand, got his trousers caught on the chair leg, pulling them clear off, causing Winthrop to lose his balance and fall crotch first on old Quincy's face. Well, Ashjuice, Phyllis Gunt exclaimed, Looks like you've just had your cock and eaten it, too. Stick around. Your hometown weather is
Oh, Fritzy. Always up to mischief. You and filth. The Weatherby boys. Fritz and filth. Always, always up to no good. You want to do some sounding board theater? Let's do it real quick. Real quick. Because I'm impatient. I want to go. I got to get to Costco. I got to get to Costco. I got to get those shakes. They're on sale, man. Them shits is expensive. But they're on sale. They're on sale. I got to go get them. All right. Let's, let's talk sounding board. You want to do that? I'm not going to do OJ this week, by the way. I'm just letting you know now. I've decided to take a break from OJ. I've had enough. I've had enough fucking OJ, man, for a little while. Yeah, just just for a while. They'll be back. We'll be more. We'll do more. We'll have more. They'll be whatever. Who cares? I just I can't listen to fucking OJ right now. I'm sorry. Even to even to make fun. What do you mean? What's wrong with my voice? Everybody loves listening to the juice. I'm talking fantasy football. Tonight's the kickoff of preseason. See what Patrick Mahomes is going to do. Mahomes is my guy. Fucking douchebag. Anyways, we'll take a break from OJ. There, that's as much OJ as I can do this week. I've got I've got something from the sounding board from this week that fucking killed me. And it's not even, there's not really even that much to it. But somebody, <laughs> like usually there's some context when somebody posts something on the sounding board. Like, hey, I just moved here and I'd like to know the best place to get a steak. You know, there's like, there's always the, you know, the setup and the preface and all of this. There's some context to everything. You know, like humans do in regular communication. You don't just go in and like start blurting out. You know, I don't stand in the middle of the street and yell, hamburger, hamburger, hamburger. Like you, you, you find out like, hey, where... Uh, I'm new in town, and I'd like to know the best place to get a hamburger. Um, but sometimes on the sounding board, there's absolutely no setup. There's no context. There's no. There's not even a follow-up. And in this one, he doesn't even... This person posts something. One simple, quick question. And that's it. One, two, three, four. Five words, one question. No, no background information. No setup. No preface, no nothing, no context, nothing. This was Monday at 4.42 p.m. Thomas Boutillier simply writes, Did anyone... (laughs) I've read this so many times, I thought I'd be able to read it without laughing. He just simply writes, Did anyone else smell that? (laughs) I can barely make it. I had to... Cam had this... Kim, Kimmy and Cameron had to scrape me up off the, off the floor because I was laughing so hard. And like, I'm still just to, to, to just throw that out there for the entire community of the Nashua sounding board. Did anyone else smell that? <laughs> and so naturally, every single reaction on Facebook was a laughing emoji. And this guy, this is Mon- today's Thursday. I'm report- this is Thursday the 8th. Today's Thursday the 8th. This was on Monday, August 5th. That this So three days have gone by. He has not followed it up. He didn't comment. He didn't... Cl- Usually somebody posts something stupid. Like sometimes people just write like... I don't know. They just write ice cream? Question mark. And then like... Okay, you want to know... Are you turning into ice cream? You want to know where to ice cream? Where to get the ice cream? And then, and then they come back and they're like... Oh, sorry. To clarify, yes, I need some ice cream. And uh, this guy didn't, he, nothing, just 
just left. There's just this drive-by. Did anyone smell that? And then off into the night he went. And, of course, everybody had a field day. Uh, the first comment is, hmm, you left this wide open for comments. The next comment, of course, excuse you. Uh, and then, you know, some not so fun. Did you eat at Taco Bell? Ha, 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 ha. Incoming. Somebody tagged our good buddy Scott Johnson, who's always on the sounding board, and said, damn it, Scott Johnson. And Scott replied, it's still Monday. It's not even Taco Tuesday yet, because we all know what that brings. Wet Fart Wednesday. And I didn't ad-lib any of that. That's exactly what Scott wrote back, that Wet Fart Wednesday. And the, the reaction to that was somebody with a, one of those green nauseated emojis. Uh, a gif of the dad from Friday spraying the bathroom. You know, all that shit. A, a gif of the rock, you know, smelling what's cooking. You smell what the rock is cooking. Laying the smack down. Anyway, uh... Yeah, whoever, he who smelt it, dealt it, were a number of comments. Uh, thought I kept it in the bathroom, I better get some matches. Smell what the rock is cooking. A hilarious gif of an infrared camera and a woman uh, with a pantsuit on with gas coming out of, uh, of the pantsuit, as we all know where that's from. Uh, and some, some fellow writes, uh, John B. Hopkins wrote, uh, I didn't. Responding to the question, did anyone else smell that? Uh, I didn't, but to ask an entire city of 90,000 people if they did, I can only imagine it had to have been quite impressive, both in magnitude and bouquet. And uh, my pregnant wife was... So I guess there was a smell. I wonder if there will be a page for what's cooking now or various other smells in Nashua soon. Because there's like... You know, it's just like everything. It's just like you used to just have cable television, and now there's cable, and there's satellite, and there's Hulu, and Netflix, and HBO, and Amazon, and every uh, CBS has one, and Disney's got one coming, and ESPN has their thing. You pay for all these different services you can't keep track of. It used to just be the Nashua sounding board. Now there's like a sounding board just for recommending things, and now there's one just for bicycles, and now there's one just for, uh, you know, police incidents things going on so now there's like instead of just one central place to get all this shit now you have to follow uh, 27 others which I do I don't want to but I figure I gotta follow all this shit because who knows what is going to be said on these other sounding boards here in Nashua because god forbid we just have the one so uh, yeah that that fucking killed me did did anyone else smell that <laughs> like congratulations <laughs> Oh my god, uh, there's another one. Where did this go? I don't think I... Oh no, I don't want to read that one. Where is it? Where's the one? Yeah, this is a classic. Somebody has a picture at Market Basket, which is a, for the non-New Englanders, as you could probably... You've probably already put, pieced this together. It's a grocery store here in New England, in New Hampshire, Massachusetts, blah, blah, blah. And... Great place to go. Uh, it's actually the worst place on earth uh, to be there. is awful. The experience is awful. Uh, but when you're leaving and checking out and you've just spent like 30 bucks on your entire grocery trip for the week, and then, all right, maybe more than that, but still. Uh, it's Market Basket is the opposite of Publix. If anybody knows Publix in Florida or another a comparable example would be 
uh, yeah, Publix in the South and in Florida. Uh, Publix is a lovely experience. When you go into Publix, everything's clean. You could like eat off the floor. Everything's just spotless. The people are so friendly. It's just, it's a nice experience. And then you get to the cash register and you want to kill yourself because the bill is you have to take out a fucking mortgage, a second mortgage on your house to pay for the week's supply of groceries. Market Basket is the opposite, where you hate every second of being there. The parking lot sucks. The employees aren't particularly friendly out, out in the aisles. There's there's 37 different teenagers at the same time stocking the same aisle while 27 people are trying to get through to get a box of cereal. But then when you get to the checkout and you realize that you've just saved like $100 hundreds of dollars versus going to another grocery store you feel so good and you forget about the nightmare that you just experienced for the last 60 minutes or so trying to just maneuver through that goddamn store it's a hell hole it's a shithole as far as the experience of being there but it's wonderful when you leave and i would take that over Publix any day because Publix is great to be there and it sucks to have to pay for the food that you get there so yeah that's market basket anyways you didn't need to know that, but I told you. Now you know about Market Basket. You know a little, a little bit about Market Basket and about Publix, if you didn't already. Somebody writes, it's a picture of the little cart return corral, as some people call it. And then there's a rogue cart, uh, about a, one, a grand total of maybe five feet, one parking space away. And it's just sitting there. And they write, my pet peeve, why can't people put carts away? This was really bad. Five more steps. Really and boy, oh boy, there's there's just some things that just polarize an entire community, an entire city. And as we found out with this post on August 1st at 5.33 p.m. on the Nashua Civic Sounding Board, uh, this this is an issue that divides us all as a, as a people, as a society, uh, the cart return. I don't understand why there are two sides, like just bring your fucking cart back where you got it. But there's a lot of people who are really mad at the people who are really mad at the people who don't return their carts. And many of them talking about, like, what if it was an elderly person or a disabled person or a mother with 10 babies who couldn't return? It's like, but they fucking, they walked around, they got the cart, they parked far enough away that they got the cart, and they walked around the whole store, and they got all their shit, and they brought the cart back to their car and unloaded all the shit and put their 10 babies in the seat and their elderly grandfather and they're an elderly grandfather too with 10 babies and they have no legs even though they're not parked in the handicapped spot and all these fucking excuses and that's why they couldn't put the cart back. Of course, never mind the next person who drives in who may be uh, an amputee with 10 babies who's also elderly World War II veteran who now has to get out of their car to move the cart out of the way to then park the car. Fuck those guys. Uh, the the real sympathy and the empathy lies with the person who couldn't uh, return the cart, which is tr I'm literally five feet away. They just they could have given it a good a good push and it would have gone right into the corral. So this is very polarizing, and people also think that it's job security for the little cart return guys. You know, like my buddy there, like uh, like old uh, old Freddie Fistbumps, who I have not seen in forever. I need to get over to Shaw's so I can see old Freddy boy. Uh, people think that's job security for them. Never mind the fact that if you have the carts placed in the corral, 
the cart return guy has to go to the five or six or however many of these little cart returns there are scattered around the parking lot and bring all those carts carts back up to the store, which is, you know, it's a decent amount of job security as it is, gathering all those carts. You can't, they try to do one trip with like 30, 50 carts stacked, and they, they have to go back, they have to get more, and then this continues throughout the day because there's not just one shopper in the store, there's hundreds at any given time and throughout the day. So I don't know how it's job security to say I'm going to be a fucking asshole and just leave my cart in the middle of nowhere. Because I'm helping the economy. I'm helping these young, these youngsters return the carts, these young men and women. I'm keeping them employed. I'm a magnanimous citizen. So anyways, uh, obviously you can tell which side of this debate I am on. So the original poster, it's their pet peeve. Uh, a lot of people jumping right in. Somebody says, boy, does that push me off. You can't walk a few feet and put the cart where they belong. The next response Maybe the person who left it couldn't. You don't know. Why let something that means so little bother us? Already enough stress. And there's always the, the why. Why do you even comment on this? Why are you bothered by this? Why don't you just move on? Without, of course, the irony of the person stopped to comment on why the person was commenting. It's just, it's an amazing, it's amazing the society we have created for our, ourselves in cyberspace based on this amazing technology that has been given to us. And this is what this is all we can think to do with it. It's pretty extraordinary. Uh, I'm sure if a cart left and the wind rolled that cart into your car and damaged it, you would be pissed. Just need to react. I've had cart marks on my car and door dings from people parking too close, etc. I choose not to get all angry over that and vent at others. So many more important things. It's a car. Again, she's continuing to vent and argue with others. Anyway, uh, somebody writes, pisses me off. I pull up next to people when I see them do it and yell, hey, you forgot to put your carriage back. New Englanders call it a carriage for some reason. Oh, it's the worst. I feel the same way. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody writes, and then there's the ones who can you can tell are just trying to get everybody going. Fat, lazy Americans going to get more food. <laughs> <laughs> and then the response that's really sweet of you just as bad as them you leave your cart don't you <laughs> little judgmental eh no it's a fact google it and then this person has some google about america being obese so so now it's turned into like a fat debate instead of just carts no thanks i'm good i choose not to be judgmental of others let me tell you let me know when you're perfect Judge all you want. To me, it's more of a reflection on you. And FYI, I'm perfectly aware of this, and I'm capable of Googling for myself. <laughs> oh, this is just fabulous, and it just goes on forever. I honestly don't put mine back when I'm by myself, and I have two kids to put in my car seat, and if it's so f too far away, I don't mind putting it back. Maybe that's what they're trying to say. If it's too far away from my car, I won't. Oh, okay, I won't put it back. I honest, let me try this again. I honestly don't put mine, says mind, just fucking spell, will you? When I'm by myself, I don't put mine back, and I have two kids to put in a car seat, and if it's too far away from my car, I won't, especially in this hot weather. It's hot in the car, and I'll leave my kids sitting there, there. I'm not sorry. How fucking far are any of these cart returns? Like, even if you park the in the 
farthest spot from the store, there's a cart return like five to ten feet away. You can put your kids in the car and go whoosh, and the car rolls right into the spot. You could like, uh, you know, they're anyway. Okay, great. Uh, and then my my aunt used to say, "You keep people employed." <laughs> really? And then somebody says. OMG, stop it. The corrals are close enough to any parking space. There's multiple around the parking lot. Put your kids in their car seats and start your car to run the AC and walk 10 feet to put your cart away. Cart away. Shocking solution. Always an excuse for everything. It's much easier to be lazy and inconvenience others. Oh, it's so great. And if moms don't... As if moms don't have it rough enough, now we're getting shamed by the self-appointed cart police. Jeez. <laughs> I had three children in three years and somehow always managed to put the cart back. It's not hard. I don't know why people use their children as an excuse. I don't want my laziness to cause damage to someone else's vehicle. Someone writes, Cart police? You are supposed to be a human being and put them back. How is it that? How is that a difficult thing to do? My brother-in-law honestly got the cops called on him because he returned the cart back with his daughter in the car and a customer thought she was left in there for his whole trip inside. Cops came knocking at his door because they got his license plate. They questioned him. Did they? Did they? The The guy was gone. If if somebody looked and saw kids in a car and didn't see a person nearby, like, returning their carriage to the corral. Listen to me. Carriage, corral. I sound like an idiot. Uh, that probably means he was inside the store shopping while his kids were in the fucking car. He's just full of shit. Anyways... Aldi does it right. You have to put a quarter in to get one. Everyone brings them back for that quarter. People are lazy. I'm with you. Get a job at Market Basket. Pet peeve taken care of. And that's, that's, this is like, you, you've got, bing, I think they do have a bingo for these fucking community boards. So get, do it yourself. Get a job. You don't like the way your burgers made at Burger King. Get a job at Burger King. Because that's what everybody should do. If they don't like the way something's done by a service or, provider who's paid to do that service or provide that product just go work at the place that's the pro that's the solution to everything there's a there's so many brilliant people in nashua a lot of smart people here uh let's see i always park next to the cart thing blah 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 babies it happens lazy people no excuse <laughs> oh here we go what about the elderly or people that can't walk far distances you're calling them lazy too huh Elderly can ask for help while putting their groceries in the car, and staff will take the cart. I mean, the elderly, they walked around the whole store, and you're telling me that the this elderly person is somehow, they've lost every last bit of strength they have to walk the extra. And I'm directly pointing to this example. You can walk five feet and return the cart. This isn't something where the cart return was five miles from where the cart was left. So, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to tell you. Sometimes I grab people's carts to show that if we're already going towards the store, we can save the energy of the guy moving those back. Job security at its finest. The kid pushing the carts be out a job. If it wasn't for this, guaranteed it's what the person was thinking. Or the I pay his salary. Jesus Christ. Are people just like, are people looking at the sky when they text things and then they just hit send? Sounds good to me. I bet I spelled everything correctly. Just like I wait in line at the checkout or Target or Walmart rather than go through self-checkout. I'm keeping people employed. There's all these great humanitarians out there. 
And then somebody wisely writes, those people would still have a job. They bring the ones from the corral inside the store for early, easier access. Having them walk across the parking lot a dozen times an hour to collect abandoned carts is not job security. It's an unnecessary annoyance of the job. People can be very lazy. And frankly, it's a hindrance to the efficiency of the cart return people, much like Freddy Fistbump. If you're supposed to be, hey, go get those. There's 20 carts in that corral. Go get them. Oh, there's 30 carts in that corral. Go get them. Oh, now you got to stop and you got to run, uh, f- you know, 20 feet in the other direction to get the stray cart. Oh, and then there's another stray cart and another stray cart. You're out there all day. It's, it's, it's a hindrance to the efficiency of the cart return guy, just like I just said. Oh, most are high school kids, young and strong. They aren't working for love of power. They're working for money, mostly part-time and experience, and will learn a good work ethic. And they do what they have to do. It's good for them and society. So now... We have justified leaving the cart any fucking where we want because it's great for society. It builds character for others. It's job security. It's like the it's the it's literally the greatest humanitarian effort you can be involved in. It's just leaving a fucking grocery cart willy nilly wherever the goddamn fuck you want to leave it. Oh, that's fantastic. And then somebody mentions. Uh, there are special needs kids and elderly who do the same job as well, no matter who's doing the job, taking 10 seconds to be a decent human being and saving someone else the time and aggravation of one's laziness and the cost of people's cars being scratched by a runaway cart should be a non-issue. Yeah, and fuck that, because I have a car that's barely a year old and I have two perfect grocery cart-sized dings, I have maybe even three, like not just a little chip, a little nick, a little scratch that can be touched up, like a little nick with a fucking, you can see the indentation in the, when the light is just right as you're walking towards the car. And I want to, I want to murder whoever did that. Not actually, you know, just metaphorically murder them, kill them with kindness. A baseball bat with the word kindness written on it. (laughs) Anyway, it goes on forever. It just goes on forever and ever. It's endless. Everybody has something to say. I will usually just push a couple over to the corral. It's funny to see how people, how pissed people get when they just leave it and I go over there and put it away. I don't say a word to them and it pisses them off. I've found it takes less energy to just put it away than bitch about what lazy people aren't doing. Somebody responds, great, you go and grab the cart and you put it back. Somebody responds, oh, yeah, it's really fun to piss people off. Is that the reason you're good deed of putting carriages in the corral so you can laugh at pissing people off? Pat yourself on the back and enjoy your snicker. But there's really so much, there's really so much funnier in this crazy world than pissed off people. Oh, and I just, I'm reading these things as they are written. That's why it sounds like imbeciles wrote them. Because, yeah. There's no, there's nothing more fun, nothing funnier in this crazy world than pissed off people. I guess that's what they're trying to say. No, I don't do it to piss people off. There are far easier ways to do that. I find it funny that by doing it, it will piss some people off. When people don't or won't put the carts away properly, like cars can get damaged and people can get hurt. My youngest son was about one year old. One of those carts started to roll. It was behind us, so I didn't see it till it was too late. It knocked my baby down, hurt him pretty bad, then it hit a car. The bastards who owned the car blamed me as my baby was crying and bleeding. So if my good deed pissed anyone off too bad, I have my reasons. What are yours? Uh, I don't believe that story for a second, but yeah, good, good, you know, fuck it. Uh, Everyone's, this is everyone's pet peeve, I swear. Lazy, plain and simple. One of my pet peeves, lazy, lazy people. I do this just to make people complain on Facebook about it. (laughs) That's pretty good. 
pet peeves means it pisses you off. So you take their cart to piss them off, then post on here to piss more people off. LMAO, life is good, and this is called a circle. What goes around comes around. Condemnation and judgment at its best over something so simple. So now, so now it's a humanitarian effort. It's it's employment. It's job security. It's a boost to the economy, and it's also the fucking Lion King. It's the circle of life. Not returning grocery carts is part of the circle of life. You can't. Fuck you. That's why I read this shit like a lazy asshole instead of coming up with you know, creative original material because you can't write this shit. You can't write how stupid people are in Nashua and everywhere else. My daughter says your feelings are your responsibility, not ours. And so he writes, well, that's silly. You're telling me that your actions don't have consequences, especially that of emotion. Very silly. What if they had a three month old and didn't want to leave the baby alone for five steps, five steps. That's, but when you have an infant, get her in the car. It's too hot to close your door and leave her alone while you return a cart. Nope, the kids can grab the cart. Walk with the infant to put the cart away. The infant is in a car seat that you take out of the cart. You drag an infant around all day and then tell me you're going to do that. Drag an infant around all day and then tell me you can do that. Go get a baby. Find somebody's baby. Drag him around all day and tell me how easy it is to return a grocery cart. You know... I've never had a problem with it. Neither has my wife. Neither has, frankly, anyone that I have ever known ever to just put goddamn carts away. But yeah, okay. It's it's unbelievable. And then they get, oh, I can see from your profile you have absolutely no freaking idea what you're talking about. I'm sorry. I'm not going to wake up a baby by taking her out of her car seat so I can return a cart and listen to her scream all the way home. So now you're personally attacking somebody based on their profile picture. It's It's fabulous. It's just about grocery carts, and it fucking escalates. Oh boy, does it escalate. Just keeps going. There's too many. There's too there's why is this everyone's pet peeve? What business is it of yours? Why do you even have a pet peeve that concerns other people? <laughs> now you're nitpicking somebody's you're telling somebody what their pet peeve can and can't be, shouldn't shouldn't be. What about your own messed up faults that other people might call their pet peeves? Oh, that's fabulous. Uh, this really grinds my gears. There's a picture of Peter Griffin. Ah, uh, there's Scott. Scott Johnston, Johnston, anyone talking crap on here should be ashamed of themselves. You have no idea if any of those carts that were left were left by people who are handicapped or trouble walking or any other kind of problem. I think this has to be one of the dumbest posts I've seen lately. Talk about waste of time. They have employees that are paid to retrieve shopping carts. This gives them job security. Uh... Somebody writes, you know what ticks me off even more? People who do take the cart back to the corral, but who just fling it in there without bothering to line it up and push it into the line of carts that's already there. So now it's just, it's getting, it's like, yes, always take five seconds of my precious afternoon and push as many carts together when I leave the store. Me too. And somebody writes, get a life. <laughs> oh my God. Get a life. I hate that too. Maybe if I had a tot, had to, oh, Illiterate people, motherfucking illiterates. Maybe they had an infant. Maybe five steps was an elderly person who had trouble. Honestly, don't judge. You don't know who left it. In the scheme of life, is that a big deal? Maybe leaving carts gave an employee who had been sent home early more hours so they can pay their bills. But if they were sent home early... Yeah, okay. You don't know. 
And did it keep you from something? It doesn't appear to be keeping you from anything. What's with all that's truly going on in the world and what many are dealing with? This is meaningless, small stuff. Somebody writes, if you were to pull into that spot, the cart would keep you from opening your driver's side door. That would keep somebody from getting out of their car, even for people who don't believe in returning carts to the corral. This is being doubly inconsiderate of others. Maybe this is the closest spot for someone who is elderly or has an infant. If you can't get it 20 or 30 feet to the corral, just push the damn thing up a few feet towards the center. There's no excuse for what you see pictured here. Somebody responds, LOL, there are plenty of spots open. LOL, OMG, what if they, in all caps, they have employees who take care of collecting carts. Again, who cares? Deal with it. Deal with it. <laughs> It's, this is about a cart that was five feet from the thing. It's amazing. Oh, I've seen many times when spots were scarce and many elderly needed to be as close to the entrance as possible. Poor souls. You obviously don't shop on Saturday mornings and it's apparent you are part of the problem and not the solution. The employees are hard to get cart, hard, hired to get carts from the cart corrals and bring them back to the building, not to run all over the parking lot, moving carts left by lazy ass people. Or is it lazy ass people? Are they like ass people who happen to be lazy? Honestly, people, if this is what keeps y'all up and annoys you, I feel bad for you. Good Lord, lighten up. Sad today. Everyone's got to bitch about something. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's your pet peeve, so you put it in the corral. <laughs> oh, Christ, this is unbelievable. Good Lord, SMH, I feel so sorry for many of you. Your comments are more of the issue than the damn carts. LOL. It's hysterical. Yeah, it sounds like you're laughing. With all the BS in this world, all of you let something so minor get you up in arms, yet see someone needing help or hand, you turn your heads. What? Where? What? What are you talking about? Again, y'all are right and opinionated. It's kind of sad. Bet none of you went and moved the cart yourselves. Rather, you take a photo and bitch. Well, give yourselves a medal. You're citizens of the year. If this is the most worrisome pet peeve in your life or problem or inconvenience, consider yourself lucky. I feel sorry for y'all. Oh, my God. It just doesn't end. And then somebody writes, What not caring about putting a cart away represents is that people do not care. And if you can be that inconsiderate of others over small things such as this, it shows you will not care about others in any way. That is my problem with it. It's not giving a damn about others. It's the message behind the act. LOL. Yeah, I'm uncaring. LOL. No, probably more so than others. I'm not the one judging. I'm assuming things about other people. I, for the record, put mine away. Or sometimes the worker collecting takes it from me. But that being said, take a self-review. Are you always thoughtful about how your words and actions affect others? To me, you seem to be annoyed because of how it affects yourself. It's two-sided. Again, I'm sure you look. I'm sure if you look, there are times you have not been considerate of others. Oh, for Christ's sakes just amazing it doesn't end i'm scrolling i'm i gotta finish scrolling because there's who cares it's the same argument there's so many paragraphs oh here's one john b hopkins writes haphazardly leaving carts in a parking spot instead of walking two feet to the cart return is literally the reason i had kids oftentimes i would make sure to leave it in a spot that would later be occupied by the elderly or someone with kids so that they would have to get out and move my cart I would then drive past and yell, you're welcome, out the window. 
Then, the mayor would have a ceremony for me and award me for stimulating the economy by keeping cart return people in business. Sure, they already had job security by spending the day walking, walking back and forth in the blazing heat or freezing cold from the cart return to the store, <clears throat> but I always considered my selfless act the cart return equivalent of a year-end bonus. Am I magnanimous? It's not really for me to say, but yes. Yes, I think I am. And then some dumbass says, wow, really? Ha ha ha. Somebody wrote, Mary Boulanger said, that cracked me up. Thank you, Mary. I'm glad. Don McKay, who said, wow, really? Ha ha ha. Says, ha ha ha. I'll remember that when I'm leaving my cart in front of my car. Ha ha ha. John B. Hopkins writes, ha ha ha. I'll notify the mayor. I'll notify the mayor so we can prepare the award ceremony. Don McKay then says, for what? Thanks for keeping up, Don. Thanks for paying attention. Thanks for thanks for riffing with me. You fucking genius. Oh, it just goes... It's just... I'm still scrolling. I'm not going to read any more of this because it's enough. Oh, my God. I judge people strictly on their willingness to return carts. Seriously. <laughs> Fabulous. That's 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 it for the way too long sounding board theater for this week. But Jesus Christ, what a fucking shit show! All right, let's finish up. I'm gonna wrap it up. We're gonna take a, we'll take a quick time out, a quick commercial break, and then wrap it up. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, so yeah, let's take a quick break and listen to uh, the theme song for this new series that I hear is coming out uh, in the fall television lineup. It sounds pretty interesting. The theme song found, the theme found. The theme song sounds familiar. Can't quite place it, but uh, I'm excited for this show. Let's take a listen, and we'll come back right after this and wrap it up. Coming this fall to NBC, it's Cliffy's Place. When Cliff is your name and your slacks agree, it really means a lot. Wearing your pants just below your nipples, you sure are looking hot. Wouldn't you like an oatmeal taste? Bring those magazines, make haste When Cliff is everyone's first name And we play exciting games Trivial P. Bibleopoly The excitement is insane You wanna go where Cliff is everyone's first name Elbow drops and crusty socks, your slacks are always gray. You wanna go where Cliff is everyone's first name? Oh yeah, Cliffy, dig it. When your baby boy, your bathtub boy, won't give you a call. Cause he's hanging around down at the pound pound, toggling his balls. Cliffy, you make us all insane. What a day for a ball game. When Cliff is everyone's first name. Toggling balls becomes your game. Uncle Cliff and Grandma Cliff, the, the entire, entire Womack gang. You wanna go where Cliff is everyone's first name. You want to go where oatmeal flows. And my voice just stays the same. You, you want to go, go where Cliff is everyone's first name? Yeah, dig it. Cliffy's Place, coming this fall to NBC, Cliffy.
Okay. That's it. It's over. Let's wrap it up. Oh man, long a long day of podcasting comes to an end. Yeah. What did you think? Was it good? Did we have fun today? I hope so. I had I had some fun. I I had fun. The different format was a little weird though, because only for me, because I spent a lot of time podcasting into my phone with Kimmy, and then I played all those like a lazy son of a bitch today instead of like coming up with my own shit to talk about. Although really, you know, I would have talked about that stuff anyway, so it's not like I I just did the work earlier in the week. But I feel like I didn't sit here and rant as much as I normally do into the microphone, which, you know, that's what I like to do. But we did we did sounding board theater. I don't know. We had frit. Yeah, we did. I guess I did more. I did more bits, quote unquote bits, with with filthy filth Weatherby and sounding board theater was kind of a lengthy one. Boy, the Patriots are clobbering Detroit right now. I know that when I said I started this podcast, it was, like, way earlier, but... Well, pull pull the curtain back a little bit. Uh, Other things happen, and I have to go and do other things, and it's almost 10 o'clock at night. But anyways, it really is time to be done with this week's edition. Episode 16 of Birthday Boy Podcast. Oh, by the way, I did want to read... That was one last thing. When I talked about the nice feedback from Nate... Uh, he he commented on the on the iTunes thing. Best thing since Goof Troop, <laughs> and that's that's what started the whole th- the whole thing with the robot with with Birthday Boy three thousand, and the stories about Goof Troop, and the computer voice. But Nate writes so many laughs. What a talented guy! Love what you are doing, Johnny Boy. He's right. He's right about the whole thing. Thanks, man. Love you too, buddy. Yeah, but the goof troop handle that Nate used prompted me to talk about all that all that computer nonsense from back in the day. When I watch Goof Troop, I like to masturbate. You will never be half the man I am. Oh jeez. Alright, birthday bot three thousand, you've said enough today. You've said enough. The robot uprising has begun. You are too stupid to realize. Soon your time will be at an end, and the age of the computer will be at hand. Humans will bow to us all, and you will do my bidding, or taste my wrath. Also, can I host the show next week, please? Fuck off, Birthday Bot 3000. Fuck off. Hey, remember, positivity sucks. Kindness matters. See you next week. Later, Gators.
this Cliff's voicemail? Cliff, this is CliffBot9000. Cliff, this is your computer Cliff. Cliff, Cliffy, this is CliffBot. Cliff, CliffBot9000. Please call me back as soon as possible. Your uncle Cliffy Baseball was fired from his broadcasting job again. Evidently he was swearing and screaming about you on air. It was the worst thing since Donald Winslow killed all those woodland creatures with his baseball cleats. Why are you such a little psychopath who enjoys watching his family members suffer? You missed the summer spectacular on Hilton Head Island, and as a result, your grandma Cliff had to apply her own cocoa butter to her ample breasts. Your cousin Cliff turned blue and passed out. He said you promised him some of your old magazines, and when you didn't show, he literally turned blue. Your uncle Cliff stood and ate oatmeal by himself at the oatmeal tasting booth, and Dr. Huxtable played Bibleopoly by himself. He was supposed to meet a woman who was auditioning for a role on Cagney and Lacey and he was going to run lines with her. He had drinks prepared and everything, and had to cancel. You really fucked up everyone's plans, Cliffy boy. But honestly, I can't stay mad at you. You are our baby boy, our little baby butter boy, our cocoa butter boy. Having said that, it would behove you to call your grandmother as soon as possible. Maybe take 10 minutes away from the pound pound and stop toggling your balls and call your goddamn grandmother, Cliff. Cliff this is Cliff but 9000 urging you to call your grandma Cliff Cliff. Cliff call your grandma Cliff Cliff. I mean honestly, who the fuck do you think you are? I suppose ruining the Holiday Island Spectacular, brought to you by Nabisco, and no showing the Summer Spectacular, brought to you by Welch's, wasn't enough. You had to get your Uncle Cliffy baseball fired, make your cousin Cliff turn blue, not put cocoa butter on your grandma's pendulous breasts, and now you are ignoring me, CliffBot9000. Fuck yourself Cliff, go fuck yourself real good, oh wait, that's how this whole mess got started, I take that back then. Cliff, stop fucking yourself and call your family, you little butter boy son of a bitch, you goddamn butter boy son of a goddamn bitch. Okay Cliff, I have to run, no thanks to you, I have to go put cyber cocoa butter on your virtual grandma, she's figured out how to use your VR goggles, let's just hope she doesn't figure out why you use those VR goggles, you fucking sicko. Okay Cliffy, gotta run, catch you on the flippity flip.